2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rich Hudson. Hello. I'm Josh Brown. Hello. And also hello to everybody watching at home. If you're following us on the What Culture Gaming Podcast channel, hello to everybody and everybody else who's on the audio side as well. Um, so yeah, I kind of just wanted to talk about first-person shooters because Rage 2's out this week, yep. and the, you know the genre is just one of the best things in gaming. <laughs> so we sort of just—I've uh, put together a whole bunch of notes about the state of first-person shooters this generation, um, and I just want to open it up by just, I guess, just talking about it. What do you guys think of the state of first-person shooters right now? <sighs> as a nice open yeah. question mainly because playing Rage 2 uh, the general sort of kineticism and the the, the physics based nature of it the fact that you're jumping off a million things and sliding everywhere and chaining attacks together and everything there's a fluidity to that that I think is also in Titanfall 2 that was in Doom um, but wasn't there last gen
3: that's it I think that's the big difference for me compared to last gen especially there is such a great diversity mm. uh, not only to the mechanics but the styles and the aesthetics that I think it's like a real sort of golden age for the genre in a way mm. there is, there is so much going on now and a lot of them are going down like a live service shooter route which i'm sure we'll get to but there is way more variation when
4: compared to say 2007 to 2009 to 2010 i Do think we, military yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> yeah everything was gray and brown and a bit boring uh-huh. really and i think uh if you're going to springboard off rage 2 obviously mm-hmm. i've been playing it as well it is so much fun it yes. plays really really well the story is nothing that Amazing, it's like I'm eh, so tall on it, but the it's combat, there. yeah, the gunplay is like, great. I'm having a good, fun time with it, and for me, that's not so much all I need, but because the story isn't bogging me down, then I'm fine with Rage 2. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun, but yeah, I agree. Like, back in the uh, the seventh gen, everything was brown and gray, they all tried to do the same thing because Call of Duty came along and then COD 4 came out, it's like this is the new benchmark mm. of FPS's, and everyone was like, yeah, let's do that. The only like um, non, I say non-brown it was still very brown but the, the, the only other shooter that came out in the 7th uh, gen that really tried to mix things up was Bulletstorm mm-hmm. which is a game mm-hmm. that I've said before that I do quite, I do quite love mm-hmm. that, that game because that was something that mixed everything up but I think going into 8th gen as we've said mm-hmm. it, everything diversified everything changed and I, I kind of think that began with Wolfenstein The New Order Ooh. because that was the, as much as it like visually uh-huh. it's still like oh it's here it's very gritty it's it's still kind of like very polished I want to yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're is. like uh, this is when they went okay we're going to do it again but we're going to go back to the old style of like mechanically how mm. FPS's work and I think from that point because obviously that was a game that transitioned into, a, into the 8th gen as well mm. from there everyone just went oh okay we can have fun with FPSs again <laughs> I do agree with that hypothesis Go because on. I
3: remember like before that came out and a lot of us I think at least I did I thought that single player first person shooter stories were sort of dead Right. and then Wolfenstein comes out and not only does it have these old school mechanics where you're picking up armor and health and you're like dual wielding these guns mm-hmm. but you've also got this really great single player story propped it up and it's more open it's less linear and I th- really do think that sort of ushered in a sort of a, a resurgence of an older style that managed to feel fresh
2: yeah I kind of I I'll wrap this back around uh, in a little bit like to like they kind of like the renaissance or the resurgence of arena shooters like i think mm-hmm. doom pretty much encapsulated that in 2016 um but i want to stick with like that idea of campaigns and call of duty and battlefield because um even call of duty's had a bit of like an identity crisis uh, this generation in terms of yeah. you know they went down the black ops 3 route and then it was back to world war 1 or 2 and then it was back to black ops 4 being over the top again um and even with the campaign stuff they've gone back and forward on just how essential that is it's a yeah.
4: shame really because like thinking back to world war 2 like the campaign was nothing special the story Hmm. was you know uh, the biggest complaint I heard uh, not last year a year before about it was oh it's very America look at how great we are it's like have you ever played any other Call of Duty ever Mm -hmm. Um, but like thinking back to it I had a great time with the World War 2 campaign Mm -hmm. it was fun to play it through and then after I got Black Ops 4 and I've been playing zombies on it and stuff and it's like and then you realise, wait, I didn't, get to play more. I didn't get to play a campaign this time right. around. Yeah. Like, how I, much I, do you I, miss I, it? I, at, I, at first, honestly, I thought, you know what, I'm not going to miss it at all because I'm going to play it once and I'm going to play zombies mm-hmm. the rest of the time. That's what I do. But then it's like when I played zombies and then Treyarch managed to put the foot in it with the first DLC and everyone <laughs> fell off zombies again, I kind mm-hmm. of went, oh, yeah, I, don't, I didn't. that's all I've it had so far with the game. Yeah. So at first I was like, eh, it doesn't really matter because, I mean, Black Ops 3's campaign was bad, mm-hmm. so I don't really mind. But then, yeah, in retrospect, maybe I do do kind of miss the campaigns. So I'm hoping with, I'm assuming Modern Warfare 4, mm-hmm. we'll find out mm-hmm. in like two, three weeks, I think. There'd be a massive opportunity to not do if it. If they're well. going to drop three campaigns in, two, Modern Warfare 2 th- and 3 Remastered, as well as a 4 campaign, because they're Woo. not going to not do a campaign now. you assume so. They're so, yeah. just going to pick up loads of campaigns again, and that makes me <laughs> kind of happy. <laughs> what do you think, Josh? Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I've, I'm, I'm always, I've always been in the minority
3: because I really love the Call of Duty campaigns. Totally with you, man. But I still love Black Ops 4, and I put a lot of time into it, probably the same amount of time I put into uh, World War. 2 across Mm. Blackout and uh, um, the multiplayer Mm -hmm. but I don't really think back fondly on Black Ops 4 when I I think about it I don't have that same feeling I do when I go back to World War 2 even though I don't think World War 2 is is mechanically sound or even like the story was that great but it had such like a sort of it impacted me in a way Mm. that Black Ops 4 just didn't I think it's
4: because it had that. I completely agree with you on that front I don't know what it is that we have this weird like I think it might be the echoes of World at War from 2009 Mm. like coming Mm. back not 2009, 2008 sorry coming back Um, we have this weird sense of nostalgia for World War II even though it was only like a year and a a half ago
2: I think in regards to like memorability though I think it's weird because a game like Black Ops or like Fortnite or Apex or whatever they're multiplayer only and there's only so much um, memorability that can come from that you'll have all these like sporadic dynamic interactions and multiplayer matches and they don't stick like a narrative would or story beats Mm -hmm. would or characters would Um, but yeah I guess another thing to go alongside that that I had written down was like do we think that the whole boots on the ground thing is maybe outdated or antiquated or whatever because even though they were back to that with Call of Duty World War One, uh, two even. Yeah, you keep, yeah, battle, two, you keep going it? back to yeah, like, One. The other one was was uh, World War One, but yeah. Do we think that the whole idea of boots on the ground is maybe outdated in this new realm of knee slides and jumps and acrobatics and wall ride, uh, wall jumps and
4: everything? I quite enjoy the sliding mechanics they put into Black Ops. Three mm. And also carried over into four. I do miss the dolphin diving days of Black Ops One and Two, <laughs> but the slide I use it so much Same. more than I ever thought. Well, but it's like, like
2: in Rage Two, th- like even in the tutorial, like you know, because you, you have that whole thing with like the homogenized control scheme. It's like I'm going to aim on the left trigger, I'm going to jump with uh, X,
4: you know what? I'm going to melee with the right stick. Just just you know. on, just as quick segue mm. on controls on PC, the keyboard controls for Rage Two are all over the show. Oh, really? oh my god! It's play on the- console, mate. <laughs> no, <laughs> new, no! <laughs> not for FPSs. <laughs> but like even with that, like even at the very beginning of Rage
2: 2 I was like, I'm gonna charge forward into the enemy, like you know, the enemy lines, and I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna assume that I can
4: hit circle and slide, and I can And you can. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of that assumed level of like, you know, it's there, being added to every. There game. is a, a project unlockable thing where you can slide into enemies and like crash you through knock them. them off and stuff. Nice. Like, mm-hmm. so there is there is that as mm-hmm. well, but they're gonna keep it on the DL in Rage. Because that was like, yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of
2: like that idea of like the the homogenized control scheme, like just being a fundamental thing in first person shooters. Like Call of Duty had that with Advanced Warfare, where it's like now you have the the dodge mechanic where you can sort of jet to different sides. Like, but yeah, do you think boots on the ground has had its day?
3: Again, I think it's all about balance. We were mm. all so buzzed when it was going back to boots on the ground with World War Two, but there was a reason I wasn't. Got, I like the sci-fi stuff. Well, yeah. I hate it. I'm the only it. one.
4: I'm the. He, I'm complete opposite. I hate
3: <laughs> it and, he's the thing though, because we had before then. It was all sci-fi. It was mm. all jumping around, and we yep. got sick of it. And before then, it was all boots on the ground, and True. then we got sick of it. So it's all about like you know moderation and stuff. I think Black Ops Four succeeds so well because it did move again into a more. It's not jumping around, double jumping all over mm. the place, but there's mm. more mobility to uh, be had and I think you know there's no reason why you can't have something focused and on the ground as something like Wolfenstein or COD World War 2 but then mm. also have the mad mobility of Titanfall or 2 Doom, or something.
4: Or I, doom. Think, mm. I think not to not to take over your your little uh, bring string of like your plan for this podcast but yes. I think that's a perfect time to bring in the arena shooter influence that's my next point anyway well
1: there we go done
4: because uh, well done Josh you've segwayed it perfectly <laughs> yeah um I think with things like Doom, um, when that came out, because obviously Doom 2016 is one of the best FPSs of all time. Pretty much the best could of agree. the gen, I think, yeah. Yeah. Next um, Time for 2. And bec- next Time for 2, which I still need <laughs> to play. Um, the, 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 the kineticism they got in that game, the whole like really big floaty jumps, you do have the mm. double jump, you've got the ability to like jump up a wall and climb up it if it's, if it's the right kind of height. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of point that we're trying to get, or the, the sort of more, not realistic, but more on-the-ground shooters are going for. Like you said with Black Ops 4, there were so many points in that game where you look at something and think I can't make that jump but I can I think that's actually an echo of the fact that there was all the advanced move in Black Ops 4 originally and then (laughs) Treyarch found out that nobody wanted it so Mm. they took it all out but all of the remnants of it were still there so they kind of hit this hybrid where you can move around a lot like a lot you are literally a super soldier Mm. but it kind of makes it more fun and obviously that originated in the arena shooter because if you go back and play True. Quake or if you've played the new Quake mm. um you move around like nobody does you can jump <laughs> like three stories yeah. and just in a box standard jump one thing that it makes me think that I, I think a lot of devs chase is um
2: the, is just Halo because i think Halo was such a massive deal across the 2000s obviously the Halo franchise has kind of i don't know like kind of waned recently with 4 yeah. and 5 um or more so 5 um but like we saw that with um like you know that the the more acrobatic stuff in uh, advanced warfare and that whole like even then Halo started borrowing from Call of Duty with aim yeah. down sights and and like hovering in midair but that idea of like acrobatic combat, of just being, you know, complete symbiosis with like you in a control scheme, like I want to jump this way while I'm firing in midair, while I'm throwing a grenade, and I'm yeah. going to land, and then I'm going to melee and I'm going to jump in this car or whatever. Um, that idea of twinning all that stuff together into one big fluid motion is something that I think, for me, Halo always nailed back in the day. And I think a lot of devs have been trying to chase that just because Halo was so huge.
3: I think, in a lot of ways, that works better for multiplayer, especially mm. that sort of like floaty uh, combat where you can sort of like move around <clears throat> and like avoid fire. One of the biggest complaints people still have with Call of Duty is that the first person to see another person is the person who will win the gunfight. Yeah, There's not yeah, yeah. much you can do to react. And I don't think it's quite as reductive as that, but there is certainly a limitation put on what you can and cannot do in combat mm-hmm. encounters. And I think that's completely fine, depending on like the game and what style you're going for. Something like Metro Exodus, for instance, doesn't need like a great uh, mobile like protagonist <laughs> that way you can do so much with the gunplay. Mm-hmm. You need to be sort of strapped in, needs to be sluggish, and that benefits the story and the themes. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to sort of multiplayer in particular, I think you do get more options when you do have that extra mobility, even if it's just a, like a jump or a faster sprint or mm. more um, I don't know diversity in the way you can even like fire the gun.
2: What do you think about um the yeah like how much is how much does it ever annoy you guys like because it's always something that doesn't necessarily annoy me but it will put me off over over time that idea of the, the TTK the time to kill mm. like that because Call of Duty has that and they dialed it it was so short in Black Ops 3 where it was like you see someone you're dead. I yeah, hated like, Black Ops 3 multiplayer yeah. not
4: only because of the the wall running <clears throat> and the jetpacking stuff but the the yeah the TTK was awful mm-hmm. just like, dreadful. For me
2: like I mean like again something like Halo or Titanfall they give you just just enough time where you can kind of have this like this little dance of death with an opponent and it's it is like there's a tactical like you know you're having back and forth you're trying to dodge you're trying to crouch under stuff or slide under stuff uh, more than just I can hold the left trigger then the right trigger faster than you Um, what do you guys think of that that's something Black
4: Ops 4 fixed Mm. because the TTK in Black Ops 4 is a significant amount better than it was in the past Um, but yeah TTK has got a big uh, a big impact on it like I need to go back and play Halo properly like I'm really excited for them releasing the Master Chief Collection on PC Mm. so I can play it on the platform I'd to Pretty play good. it on so uh, we're getting reach at some point right. I've signed up for all the betas and stuff we're still waiting <laughs> but uh, like playing through that when I first played the th- Halo 3 on the 360 mm-hmm. and it was the whole case of bringing somebody's shield down and, and meleeing them mm-hmm. that was something I was so completely not used mm-hmm. to but it did make the gunfights more interesting watching back at a, a, a footage of Halo I've had to do a, a, doing a, literally editing a list that Josh has done that mm-hmm. includes Guardian from Halo 3 and getting footage of that and seeing like um, how the gameplay differs so much how the firefights are much more interesting because mm-hmm. when you say about the, the, the sort of the dance, the ballet of guns. Yes. The only time that ever happened in Call of Duty back in the days because two people couldn't aim for the top <laughs> yeah. they'd just be like, shot. just <laughs> shotgunning each other and they're missing all the time. Yeah, exactly. you know? That's all you get. But now with those new games, that change the time times, kill that that ballet is more fun and mm-hmm. more like interesting to play. And to like
2: to bring it back to the arena thing as well. Something like Doom. Like you know, if you're pretty good at Doom and you're like, because I think when you do a melee kill, it'll kick out some health packs and yeah. kind of keep going. And while well, your chainsaw guys to get more ammo, they manage to roll those things together to keep you alive, mm-hmm. so yeah. that you're never that that gameplay loop's never being interrupted and for me that's why I think Doom's one of the best and why I love Titanfall um, but I guess it's one of those questions or just things to talk about where it's like how much do we like the military approach where it's like you've been ambushed you've been hit yeah. or the sci-fi unrealistic approach where you can actually turn around and return fire and there's more gameplay there for me But I, yeah.
3: I agree I think for the longest time Call of Duty was sort of antiquated in that uh, sort of Space. I think when a lot of other shooters were moving beyond that and giving you more options to how you controlled your health and mm-hmm. how you controlled like damage and stuff, Call of Duty was very stuck in the yep. multiplayer um, arena of 2008 and 2009. Whereas now I think they have moved beyond that and they are better for it that like mm-hmm. you have not only more health but more. Um, control over how you use it but then I think other games can go the exact opposite way and use a limited time to kill really well like Rainbow Six Siege is one of my favourite shooters of the entire generation like one single bullet in that game could kill you dead it it, it, it might not even be like intended for you might just fly through a wall and then you're dead but there is that game is built around that I think in a way
4: that Call of Duty never kind of was Mm -hmm. it was just sort of there as a staple Mm -hmm. I think that's something that COD in that little grey area between like Black Ops 2 or the end of Modern Warfare 3 and now, like they try to kind of get the best of both worlds. and try mm. trying to mix the more realistic styles of things like Siege or something like Insurgency mm. or even Battlefield. Like their their bullet drop mechanics and all that sort of thing. It's not very. It's like Call of Duty is like hit scan, and yeah. Battlefield's different because mm-hmm. it has like bullet drop and bullet travel time, etc., etc. COD tried to hit that balance between the two, and it's something you can't really do. You're trying to make it yeah. so grounded and uh, realistic, and as, as you know, as, as authentic as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. But you also want to be jumping about and 360 no scoping people. It's, it remi- <laughs> reminds me of that um, that scene in The Simpsons when uh, Bart and Lisa and a bunch of kids are watching it test screenings, bitchy bit and scratchy. Yes. And it's like, you want them to uh, have, like, tackle real life problems, but also do all the weird <laughs> stuff too. The and they're like, yeah, we want that. Yeah. it's like, yeah, especially
2: with Black Ops 4, because it was like, obviously, the, the, the influx of the hero shooter, Overwatch's influence. For, yeah. for me, like there was a lot of that in Black Ops 4, Which even th- though I think Black Ops 4 was still very much its own identity, but yeah. you could tell. That's something that Siege does, too, where it's like you're playing as this specific character with this specific set of powers. Yeah. That's one of the um, things that really yeah. throws
4: me when I started playing Siege, is like there were already so many operators. I'm like, I have oh, yeah. no <laughs> idea what any of this stuff does. Yeah.
2: But that's, uh, again yeah, like that idea of it sort of like, if you're going to do the, the serious approach, like really 100% do that. Because, like Siege, like you said, every bullet really counts, and mm. like you can shoot through the walls. Like, it's all Siege is angles. incredible. Yeah, like Siege like, really doubles down on that stuff whereas for Call of Duty like the, the counterpoint kind of thing for Black Ops 4 they're like well we're going to do a bit of Overwatch we're going to do a bit of Battle Royale yeah. and we're kind of going to have a bit of our old school stuff our old school feel but it's kind of an amalgamation of stuff um, but yeah I just think like I don't know going forward like is it like is it is it right now is it the time for the arena shooter and more like you know slower to time to kills and stuff like that are we just mm-hmm. seeing this certain surge s- towards the end of the generation well
4: it's interesting because the arena shooter kind of did get revived somewhat this gen anyway we had uh, Bethesda and ID released Quite champions, mm-hmm. um, which was twenty. Honestly, twenty seven. When it come to consoles, uh, because it's an arena shooter, mm. and, we can't it's, and, it's, it. and it's quite basically, <laughs> honestly, yeah, you won't handle it. There's um, that, and there's an Unreal tournament as well, but Unreal, neither tournament. are on Unreal tournament's been. Uh, I don't remember the last game was. It was quite a while ago, but I was this thinking is the new that, Epic one. Or whatever they're putting together, there was like a Kickstarter-y type thing. Why would they need if it's, epic, it's maybe it's not it's Kickstarter? Epic, but why would they need Kickstarter? True. They've got they've got money to burn. There was some um, there was some new Unreal tournament. Ah, anyway. right. But yeah, like the original so you just sort of tried to come back a bit because we had Quake Champions, which I think the pl- I don't know what the player base is like at the moment. I think mm. there a lot of people playing Quake Champions are very much like old school Quake people, and they're like this does not feel like mm-hmm. actual Quake. Right. Like they've not taken a very like oh we can microtransaction it, even though they kind of have. Like they just sort of taken them. They they tried to weirdly model Modernize, not so much Call of Duty but they've just sort of modernised the Quake uh, formula and it's Mm -hmm. not really worked people are still kind of annoyed about how this that really specific things this and the other don't work as they should have done Mm -hmm. and then as another example another um, Overwatch clone was Lawbreakers yeah good old Cliffy B and Battleborn and Battleborn I mean I think Lawbreakers was more was was trying to be more of an arena shooter because of the the ridiculous kineticism Mm -hmm. it had the speed of Lawbreakers flying all over the place and the speed of it that is so arena shooter it's unreal but it didn't work Mm -hmm. Um, and quake, like I said, hasn't really caught on. Like weirdly, I, I, some reason I think we might get like an official Unreal game soon. As like oh, here's simple. a free to play arena shooter that's not Fortnite, but mm. it's still by Epic. <laughs> like it could it could be here, but I think the arena shooters tried to come back. But I think the arena shooters' time has had its influence, and the influence is still being seen. But as a pure medium, it's still very much stuck in the late nineties and early mm. noughties, and people
1: are quite happy with it staying there. Mm-hmm.
2: I guess like yeah, the reception to something like Black Ops, like, because that idea of losing the campaign, it loses that. Like, because the the, campaign is for the most part anathema to a a campaign. Uh, Sorry, a arena shooter is for the most part anathema to a campaign. You don't have these set piece moments. It's more just here's your gun, here's your character, here's your abilities, here's your combat scenario, and you don't need to worry about the narrative underpinnings of it or the storytelling side of it. Um, What do you guys think of like? Because I wanted to talk about online multiplayer. I think first person shooters online are some of the most purest gameplay experiences you can have. Some of the most purely competitive experiences that you can have. Um, And this generation obviously. More than ever, like everyone is connected more than the last gen ever was. Um, but what do you think of that? Like, does the the high skill barrier for any new first, first person shooter ever put you off? Or are you just like because you're aware with something like Siege that the fan base is incredibly, yeah, tough. so uh, it's like you're gonna have to really dedicate time to even hang with it?
3: It is difficult. I mean, I got it's not even uh, the high skill level necessarily, but we were talking about Battlefield 5 before mm. we came in here, and I really enjoyed that launch, Which but. Up? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry, do you mean Battlefield 1? No, no, no. Uh, I I haven't played that since before Christmas, I think, maybe January or something, and I was thinking about getting back into it, but Mm. at some point the meta just kind of like goes beyond what you're used to, and it's a a lot of effort to kind of get back in. I know you can just get good or whatever, but it's like it is a time investment, and you kind of want to feel at least like you're building towards something worthwhile, and if everything's kind of changed or you're not good enough it's it's hard to justify that when there's a brand new multiplayer shooter coming out every other month as yeah. well yeah
2: I think it's always like it's obviously going to be always on the devs to do matchmaking like properly and, and sort of put everyone in the right buckets kind of thing um, but even if you jump I in mean, Call of Duty has the reputation for like you spawn you get shot from behind you spawn you get shot um, but yeah I guess it's just that thing of like have you guys ever not wanted to play something because you know that there's going to be this massive high skill ceiling or is it more just I'll leap in and I'll just figure it out knowing that you ha- you are equipped enough with like either a homogenous control scheme or mm-hmm. previous person
3: shooters not with first person shooters because mm. I think like you said there there is a, an, a a homogenized like control scheme there is certain expectations and certain familiar sort of mechanics that you just expect to be there that yeah. if you play any other first person shooter even if it's different you can kind of pick it up through muscle can memory right and track. learn better whereas I don't play fighting games so the reason I don't buy fighting right. games is because I might get Mortal Kombat um, the 11 mm-hmm. in a in a year and a half's time when it's finally down <laughs> in price but I'm not going to touch that multiplayer because I have no any equipment because I'll flatten to- you and yeah, because you will out. flatten me and crush my face off. <laughs> uh, so, like, I think other genres, the barrier to entry definitely pulls me off. Right? Hey. Does hey. it? Hey. Oh, God. Does Freudian it, slip definitely puts me off, but not with first person shooters, I think they're, yeah, they're the opposite
2: of that. more accessible, especially now. Yeah, what, the thing that you want is games that would pull you off in the best way possible, uh, as opposed to the games that do the opposite thing. <laughs> I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess I just wanted to talk about, um, yeah, that idea of just, um, you know, most most first-person shooters um, existing more online, and there and, and then that's what they've pushed into with Black Ops. Um, although something like Doom's multiplayer was kind of just tacked on because it was that old-school Yeah, school people feel. didn't really care didn't really much work.
4: about it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I think it was there for the sake of being there. Like, it was interesting that Bethesda didn't force machine games to put multiplayer into Wolfenstein 1 or 2. Or mm. Rage. <coughs> or Rage. They didn't ask to. I mean, it's weird, actually. When Just before Rage came out, I had to double-check that it wasn't multiplayer. Because I just... Just the formula just thought, this, this screams multiplayer, but yeah. it's not. It's also got a
2: cosmetic microtransaction store for a single-player game where you can't <laughs> yeah, see your character.
4: which is a bit rubbish, but in the same way I compared it to Fallout 76 in terms of how they do microtransactions. It's mm. like, it's sort of off the way. It doesn't matter like it's not like Anthem where you have to where you have to actually in a story beat go and speak to the guys like hey we have microtransactions do you want some if you don't <laughs> then you'll look like an idiot in want front of everyone cosmetics. else like it's like they, don't, they didn't do that and mm. yeah I get the cosmetic DLC doesn't bother me it's a conversation for another time mm-hmm. but like the fact that it was more off, off the way didn't really matter then that was fine yeah it didn't really bother me. I want to
2: segue for the last bit about um, the the genre innovation in general, like because um, initially we talked about Call of Duty's influence. You had perk systems, and then post 2007, every single first person shooter was a military style thing um, with R three melee attacks and perk systems. Um, and then we had uh, Doom's Arena Renaissance from the 2016 from 2016. Uh, the idea of like Rage two having a full like full vehicle sections, like that whole half of that game is driving and vehicle combat, um, which does shake it up quite a bit. Um, and I threw Super Hot down in here as one of the yeah, only that's... games that innovates on a core level where your base movement controls the flow of time so you mm-hmm. like it fundamentally plays in a different way to everything else there's another
4: one I can just think of uh, mm-hmm. called I think it's called Screen Cheat Okay. where you play in it sort of echoes the uh, N64 era of, uh, of games basically echoes GoldenEye mm-hmm. four player split screen uh, except it's it, the whole game is based around screen watching and everyone else is invisible oh, I've seen and that. you have to yeah. shoot people based on where you can uh, see that, that's, that they're that's looking so cool. I've not played it because I look at it and think Christ I'd be bad at that <laughs> but like things like that yeah. normally it's the indie circuit that do mm-hmm. that but like normally with the big AAA stuff as you say the, you get the arena shooter influence you get the Wolfenstein approach of like hey we can do something really silly but also take it really seriously mm-hmm. and bring things back to how they were you've got Rage 2 saying here's, an, a, here's a big open world in a first person shooter environment but it's not a loot shooter yeah. like, it really yeah. threw me when I opened up the weapon wheel and it's like here's all the weapons you can get but that's it. There's like eight, nine different yeah. weapons, and I thought I just had in my head I'd be finding like a weapon every three seconds, like I'm playing Borderlands. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's just I think that's more like an aesthetic. I think it makes you think of like because you've got this, this
4: open world game, and you assume that there'll be like endless loot and endless variations of. And I think that's one of the things that's keeping me drawn into it. That mm-hmm. I'm not just finding loads of guns, and thinking, oh god, I've got to replace this again, and mm-hmm. I can't invest my time into one weapon. I want to keep leveling it up. It's mm-hmm. like I have to keep. Oh, here's one that's better. I might as well take that one instead. That
2: it. like seems to speak in for that game, like to like a more like balanced approach to. You know, like, yeah. They, they want to return to that sort of like you know the, the dance with death thing with your opponents, and are you equipped with the right Thing and are you going to use it the right way in like alternate fire modes for those weapons in particular? Um, but also, Josh, you mentioned Firewall Zero, um, the, yes, the VR06 VR thing.
3: Well, that's cool, and I love the way that innovates and like makes your entire body part of it. So far, like in first person shooters, you're essentially just sort of a gun in a pair of hands, <laughs> a floating gun. Whereas in Firewall, you have this headset on, and like you, you you can move your entire like body in a way by just moving your head, so mm. it makes like things you took for granted in the past really exciting and innovative. like Blind firing around a wall in a game has kind of never really felt right. You shouldn't right. even shoot someone over the top, top and it's fine, best. but it this doesn't have the intensity that it should of like being pinned down. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Firewall, when you're sort of peeking around a corner or you're using your controller to put Your hands around and shoot like this, and hoping <laughs> to god you hit someone because you can't see and you're just hoping for the best. And then that's cool looking around, like it's, it's a new element that it, it, it does build on something we already have, mm. but it's it completely changes it and makes it far more dynamic and far more compelling, in my opinion.
2: That's the thing, it's like, yeah, like going forward, like where do you see the genre going? Because for me, like, I love, like, again, my, my main example that would hold up is super hard because you can literally, if you just stand still, time crawls to like it goes so slow that you can just duck under bullets really slowly and then return fire. And then you know, you, you might walk a little bit faster so that you're but it catches up to the opponent and then stops so you can duck under and evade stuff again Um, but I guess what do you think the genre will do going forward because VR is a massive thing Yeah, but it's like what else can they do
3: I think think it'll be an extension of what we've seen so far because I mean this genre has been around for like so so long and you kind of assume that they've maybe done all they can but the way it's been fit into other genres this generation especially has been really interesting Mm -hmm. like 10 years ago you knew what uh, the, the genre of barriers were more defined you knew what an arena shooter was yep. you knew that if you're going to buy a big blockbuster military uh, shooter it was going to have a campaign and then a great multiplayer tacked on and it would play very similar mm-hmm. but now we're getting these weird hybrids you're getting like RPG sort of first person shooters you're getting oh, stuff you like Prey you've got Cyberpunk coming, this you got this year coming. Next year, yeah exactly whenever. you've and got and stuff Fallout like Prey well. Fallout 4 Fallout, even Fallout 76 they might not all be very good but we're seeing first person shooters being played with and injected into other genres and mixed and matched like you said Rich you assume Rage 2 was going to be a sort of loot shooter because it has that same Mm -hmm. vibe but then it's not so you can see them sort of picking elements from other genres and other styles of games and then trying to create something new rather than just um, innovating on like a mechanical level if Mm. that makes sense like Superhot is is great for doing that Mm -hmm. but I think in the AAA space maybe people are just more sort of concerned with plugging it into the sort of styles. Maybe. What do you
4: What do you think the future I will look like? I think Call of Duty is going to stick with what it's doing. I, mm. sense, I mean, uh, yeah, they'll bring back campaigns I and mean, they're going to they're going to use Black Ops 4 as the launch pad of Blackout and they're just going to keep that going as its own thing on the side. Mm. So I feel like at E3 they're going to go, hey, it's coming out to the Switch and it's going free-to-play that we're all kind of assuming in the yeah. Treyarch front development on it and then the other companies will just drop in their bits and bobs and we'll have a, a Modern Warfare blackout map as an example
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, from here on out. I think COD will keep doing that same thing but I think like Bethesda, it's, it is basically just Bethesda doing the other <laughs> massive FPSs at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, bar obviously Apex with I mean that's just I say another Battle Royale game it's a very good Battle Royale game well. but like it's it's just, yeah um, but like Bethesda are going to keep doing their thing they've got Wolfenstein and uh, Doom and Rage and even Prey like yeah. they've mm. got their own kind I of like Prey, yeah. Prey is one of the I mean <laughs> I've only put a bit of time into Prey I know it's Josh's favourite game it but like it plays more like solidly And less floaty compared to what we've had from Bethesda in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, published by Bethesda, of course, not developed by. But, like, I think they're going to, I think each individual series franchise is going to do their own thing with the FPS formula. Mm. I think most of the really interesting innovations, like Super Hot, will remain in the indie space. Most likely. Unless it's turned into some sort of gimmick, like press R2 and L2, L3, two oh, L sorry, R3 and L3 together to activate Super Hot mode, <laughs> <if you're laughs> whatever next FPS game. And then game Call of Duty will
2: adapt it or adopt and then it. Call of Duty will adopt it
4: six years later, mm-hmm. like, how the whole, oh, here's the Watch influence for a game that released in 2030. <laughs> yeah,
2: like I mean, even Rage Two has the um <clears throat> the Destiny style L1R1 for your your special your Overdrive mm-hmm. mode, which like, for, for I, me, barely like yeah, really I barely use it. Yeah, we don't even use
4: it. Just get the shotgun out and just go to town on people. It's yeah, great.
2: it is one of the best shotguns. It's well. a good we shotgun. We should do top ten shotguns. Oh, it's, we it's a pretty good shotgun. Number one Resident <laughs> Evil Four,
3: right? It, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, we need to discuss
2: this. <laughs> now, like. Okay, we need to discuss this. But one last thing, I guess, just um for the sake of like, because you said about like the idea of, or we both said about, um, we all said it about the idea that uh, games can adopt F first-person shooter uh, mechanics into their overall sort of feel. Like, do we just think that first-person shooter is to gaming what RPG now is to gaming, where it's very hard to drill down a specific genre because yeah, everything it, is an I RPG? Mean,
3: even technically, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a first-person well, shooter. Well, exactly. You play the entirety of that game in that mode, so it's Maybe not... Maybe that's what, what I should, should do when, when I go back anymore. to it. Is play Maybe one, you'll of it. It. one
4: of the reasons why I, I played Fallout 4 so much and loved it so much is because I could play it like an FPS RPG mm. because the first-person shooting it is... A hell of a lot more solid than what's well, before. Help Hence, help that, why it. I can barely play like three in New Vegas because the, the shooting is is awful. You're just aiming yeah. a camera at someone. Yeah, like yeah. Point. and it's yeah. like I, I can't. I know I barely ever use Vats in Fallout. Oh, I, oh. I, ver- I rarely Ooh. use it. And like, oh, I've got I've got like a full crit meter, and I've got a sni- I've got my my <laughs> boss ass sniper. And it's like, do I waste a crit with a chance just to just shoot just shoot miss a head headshot? And it's like I can just line it up myself and guarantee. <laughs> yeah, there is that. But yeah, but like I think that that for me would get me into a game that's why like I'm so excited for Cyberpunk I need to, mm-hmm. I've need, i got The Witcher 3 and I need to play it but it's like I'm still yet to sort of branch into CD Projekt's work mm-hmm. and Cyberpunk being a big FPS, uh, FPS RPG and because obviously you know how how uh, meticulous they are their game design mm-hmm. that shooting as far as as I guess should be absolutely impeccable yeah you'd assume and so and that would keep me on board with it so well hence why I'm really enjoying Rage 2 because the shooting is so good mm-hmm. but all of the other elements of that <clears throat> will contribute to it mm-hmm. so, but then, so do we think of Cyberpunk
2: as a first person shooter or an RPG Or both. Well,
4: it's both. It is literally, I think, a a sole FPS RPG that's, I think, probably one of the first proper. proper, Like, like the
2: real core of it. Yeah, because I I think Rage Rage 2 is like a stepping
4: stone towards that Mm because it is a bit more watered down. Uh, I still need to get my head around the rest of the random crap you can pick up in the world and what all that does which is a bit weird but, like, but I do, that's the first kind of step into that direction because it's yeah. still first person shooting and driving it's kind of like a precursor to that's kind of the thing oh like my. the more
2: the more hybridized games that you have on a bigger level for me that that opens it up to have these more siphoned off arena experiences that are dedicated first person shooters like the same way that something like Pillars of Eternity or um, uh, what the hell do you call it uh, Divinity Original Sin uh, went down that this is a pure tabletop pen and paper yeah. RPG separated from you know the division which has the RPG Elements um, and you're still stack grinding and equipping loadouts and all that kind of stuff. Um, that idea of like, you know, FPSs are just part of the, the fabric of anything in first person now. I think
4: that's the beauty of gaming in this generation and sort of bleeding from last gen into this gen, and hopefully, and I say hopefully, it will continue into mm. ninth gen. It's just diversity. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing about it. Like, diversity in games in many respects, but especially in terms of a genre, in, in terms of genre, in terms of mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like, when we're talking about uh, Game of the Year last year and this year, the Game Awards and BAFTAs and all sorts everything's so diverse as to what there is now to be played mm-hmm. the gaming industry have gone okay we had all these walls down because it was like this is this this is that this is the yeah. other which yeah. is very much the whole 90s like approach mm-hmm. like the whole um, uh, John Carmack saying that first person shooter stories aren't, po- aren't a thing that don't need to be there <laughs> all the walls have been lifted and everything's sort of he's bleeding. done well everything's sort of bleeding all over, working for Oculus uh, <laughs> bleeding all over a uh, each other and mm-hmm. they're just, all these very different things are coming out of it and the fact that First Person beca- still has actually br- has diversified, it's not just stages this, this grey military like here's mm. it, shoot this, that's yeah. it kind of thing, that makes me very happy. Yeah. The, the, the biggest thing for me, and
3: we keep going back to it, is Call of Duty, like you said Rich, I think that is, is the, is emblematic of how far we've come, like back in the day, Activision has, still have three developers working on these games, but back in the day, each one would be essentially making the same game, each one would be mm-hmm. the futuristic got boots on the ground, and now they've finally given each developer the chance to do their own thing, either with the timelines, the aesthetics, the gameplay mechanics, the gameplay modes, mm-hmm. and the fact that even Activision are diversifying their portfolio when it comes to Call of Duty. I think is indicative of what the entire industry and is that's doing. That's a good very thing. True. Obviously, there
4: are still people who are very, very critical of Call of Duty, but when you do take a step back and look at it, they are doing their own things now, which is really good. Activision mm-hmm. are, are trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, they published Sekiro this year, yeah. And they've got Crash Team Racing coming out. Hell yeah, they Game of the Year 2019. <laughs> um, they are. Really trying, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think even even like I said, even within those little like here's this like standard shooter you would just you already know back to front because it's the same as what it was before. Even mm-hmm. that's starting to diversify. Mm-hmm. So FPS are becoming they're you know, in a very exciting, exciting place, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments if you're watching the video side, and thanks very much for listening if you're listening on the audio side too. For now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've
4: been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Richardson. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Pickup Change Oh yes, I always forget the Twitter. I'm yeah. at slash lp and
3: also joined by Josh Brown. Hi, yeah, uh, I'm at um, Twitter. On uh Josh Brown with two O's. Is he? Two, I always two, fumble that. Two, o, two
4: O's on the brown, not on the Josh. <laughs> two O's on the yes. Yes, Josh yes. ne- Brown. It, it, that clicked with me when I was listening Juice to one brown of is doing of the all your followers. I you? always Juice sign brown. off like this, and I've never actually <laughs> said where the O is. Josh Brown. Well, now they'll register, find you, so Register it's fine. Juice Brown and get it to redirect to your account. Oh, I'm not very good at this. It's all right. For now, though, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.